Welcome to Helpful Goat Presents, a games and gaming podcast. Just a heads up, this podcast might very well contain adult situations and language. So if you're a child, or if you just don't like that kind of thing, please plug your ears now. But also, keep listening. Life is a paradox. Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to HelpaGoat Presents Waterdeep Dragon Heist, a stream where HelpaGoat Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons. It's a game of shared storytelling where I try to kill my friends. I'm Andrew Gilbert, the benevolent dictator of HelpaGoat Gaming, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of HelpaGoat, Galway, playing the kobold monk Squirm. Hey, everybody. Adam, playing the half-elf paladin, Silver. Good evening. Lena, playing the half-drow artificer, Amelia. Hi. And TJ, playing the Yuan-Ti wizard, Lissandra. If I had a flower for every time I thought of you all, I'd walk forever in a garden. Do our characters all know that Lissandra is Yuanti by now. She's totally normal human with the ability to talk to snakes. And, um, I don't think um, we do, though. I don't think it's come up. It's, no, I'm pretty so sure that considering Squirm met your family and was like, you look suspiciously like me, but not like me. <laughs> As TJ put it, it's a bit gauche to bring it up. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. It's, it's the best worst kept secret in in town yeah. as far as i'm concerned <laughs> i love it okay gotcha hey but hey welcome uh this is the podcast where we play all kinds of stuff but uh right now we're doing Waterdeep dragon heist a pre-made campaign from dungeons and dragons which is super fun uh this podcast feed is is about trying some new things and kind of uh expanding just a little bit of the the normal D, which we do on our goats and dragons um main feed uh, which is super fun, and I can't wait to get back to that one as well. Can I, can I jump in here with something oh, quick? Please do. For anyone who's listening out there who has not rated and reviewed our podcast <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, Indeed. Um, please do it. I mean, at this point, we're not going to get them a new, no, new and notable. But <clears throat> now that we have, we have two podcast feeds... Goats and Dragons, and Helpful Goat Presents. Even if you're not, even if you're just tuning in for the stream every once in a while and you don't plan on actually listening to the podcast, although you totally should, it would be awesome if you subscribed and rated and reviewed on Apple because those things just always help. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Um. Very cool. And then uh, Galway, I believe, had a, a quick mention of something, I believe, too. Yeah, try to keep it a little bit quick here. Um, yeah, you're good. So Monty Cook Games is a game publisher you all might be familiar with. Uh, they make games like Numenera, Invisible Sun, some amazing stuff. And recently they came out with an amazing free supplement uh, called Consent in Gaming that helps game masters and players have productive conversations about the kind of content that people are willing and able to have in tabletop experiences. This is, as I said, amazing. Um, but I wanted to respond to, like I said, this came out a couple days ago. Uh, I've been sick the past few days. I hopped on uh, Twitter 
and for some reason was surprised that there was a vocal contingent of people extremely outraged that such a thing as consent should need to be part of the gaming experience. Uh, many people, creators, tabletop enthusiasts that I and we at Helpful Goat follow had expressed the appropriate response to those people, uh, telling them to sod off. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to express another important aspect of that issue. Um, just real quick. For anyone and everyone that wants or needs this supplement to be able to fully enjoy your role-playing game experiences, you're awesome, you're amazing, and I'm glad you play games. Your contribution to your games are super valuable, and your character's a badass that I'd love to be able to play a game with. I'm going to be posting a link in the chat to that content. Like I said, it's free content. I encourage you to follow them on social media, show your support and appreciation for the free content, and just help remind them as content creators that there are people who see the good and the value in all of this, because I think it's really amazing. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Goey. That's Hell yeah. super amazing. Yeah. All about stuff. Co-signed. Like here, here. <laughs> Awesome. So with that, um, I think it's all the announcements. So let's uh, begin tonight's episode of Helpful Good Gaming presents Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Previously in Waterdeep, the gang gets out of the Growlhoon Villa just as the watch was arriving. Attempting to follow a mechanical creature that was escaping the villa, the group made their way through the night snow and split up to cover more ground. Through some scouting, they believed that they had found the trail again leading to an old windmill just outside the fields district of Waterdeep. They returned home frozen and weary, but with a new sense of direction. And even though Blastwind and Cromley visited the players the next day to ask a few pointed questions about the incident last night, it seems for now as though the, no charges are being presented. The gang then gathered themselves and, and took to the streets again toward that old windmill. They gleaned from the current owner that perhaps a package was delivered and that it was then sent out again via delivery to a place called cuddled meat pies. Tracking this down then, the group stumbled upon several Xanathar's guild members attempting to disrupt the operations of the Xantarum. The group then witnessed the Xantarum attempting to flee with a package. They all then took to the rooftops for an epic chase through the snowy city. They finally caught up to the figure in a small theater, and Squirm saw that she had left behind the package. Oddly, he grabbed the package, and as the theatergoers gathered around them to see what the commotion was, the gang lost their quarry and instead just focused on the bag, inside of which they found what was causing such trouble in the first place. The Stone of Galore, an artifact of immense power, and really the only way to know the whereabouts of the lost horde of dragons. Now, making your way through the city slowly and coldly, paranoid that every passerby might be an assassin or spy for any of the major factions in town. You finally again arrive to Trollskull Alley. 
in the encroaching twilight, the streets are now lit by dangling lanterns of greens and reds and blues. And the brightest glow from any of the businesses is yours, the Troll Skull Tavern, which is finally open for business. What is it you would all like to do? So, Lysandra, I should say, is still invisible. So she's going to step into an alley and cancel invisibility and step back out. That spell to only last so long. It's like an hour, <laughs> isn't it? Is it an I, hour? I thought it was, it was 10 minutes, minutes or something. It is up There's to a... one hour. I'm looking oh, at it right now because I just got it. It's greater invisibility. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. I would I would like to point out that as we like I assume there's like some some almost music coming from our manor and stuff a little bit yeah a little piano music and so I think I feel like from underneath Rythe's cloak because Squirm has never emerged that's fine yeah you're just gonna hear ah oh, fuck opening night forgot <laughs> I know I don't know why we have to open anyways. Money, my dears, monies. Come, party faces, everybody. I don't have a different face than this. Well, actually, <laughs> I think I do have one in my bag. Please don't get, please don't get, yes, yes. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. And it's still attached to the skull. So not really just a face, then. Yeah, I mean, More of it's a, a face. head face plus one. Yeah. The wind... Uh, the invitation is for a face. <laughs> the wind picks up as you're, as you're talking out here and you have to brace against the cold. So Lysandra's going to... Are, are we, like, really worse for the wear? I mean, we did engage in a rooftop chase, I'm assuming. Yeah, you're exhausted. You're really tired, but... I just want to confirm, we haven't long rested, and so we don't have the benefits from leveling to level five yet, right? Not, not technically, no. Okay, cool. But mechanically, we did roll for hit points last time, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unless you fuck up a bunch of stuff, you should be able to rest before you... Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You're talking about us, Andy. I, so. I get what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> Probably also more important for the casters to know what spells they don't have access to as opposed right. to squirm. Indeed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lysandra's going to attempt to make herself look as nice as possible um, within, you know, the confines of being out in the cold. And then she's going mm -hmm. to sort of attempt to enter in in sort of a not overly grand fashion, but like she owns the place because, ah, she part does. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so all of you then kind of step up to the door-ish. Squirm will probably be tapping Amelia be like we we should uh, probably drop the item off in the rooms before we go in with all the people so that people can go raid our bedrooms while we're downstairs pretending to like people <sighs> fair enough Squirm will hold it please hold and Squirm's gonna drop out of the cloak Okay. I can Squirm. put it in my body bag Fair point. He'll toss you the satchel. Or actually, he'll okay. probably have just like, if if you were saying that, he'll pop it in the satchel. Um, and then he's going to sort of pat his clothes down. All right. Party time. 
So I'm going to put it in my body bag. Um, <laughs> let me call it a body bag. <laughs> body bag. <laughs> Silver will uh, immediately do a, a twice over of the room to see if there's anybody suspicious around, anybody we should be wary of. Especially okay. uh, with this item yeah. in our possession, no problem. Uh, you step in. You step in the door uh, of the tavern, and uh, you see a harried Finnegan behind the bar, um, running around, jumping. And uh, when he sees you and hears the door open, and he goes, "Oh, thank God! Ah, 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 we're a bit busy. Ah, I would love some help." Uh, but also, give me a perception check to yeah, check the room. Right to you. I just tried looking for expert perception, forgetting that I'm playing a silver, Aww. not Burbage. <laughs> so 14 perception for Lissandra. Okay. 12 for silver. So as right. that's happening, yeah. I'm going to uh-huh. also, Squirm is going to run up Silver's back and like vault to the bar. All right. <laughs> yeah. I will say welcome. That, that performance check was also for Lissandra's entrance. So 19 performance. Yeah. She's probably she's probably more focused on making a good impression. Excellent. Yeah, you are certainly have the attention of everyone. They start to kind of, oh yeah, here, here are the people. Here are the people that own the place. And, and Scrum's all... just gonna start mixing drinks. Beautiful. Great. Yeah, you're on it. It's uh so so basically with a 12 and a 14 perception, you see famili- some familiar faces here. Um Finnegan uh, behind the the thing. Martum uh, is is running around uh, taking orders and stuff. Um, you also have a new hire uh, that you had, Dwali, uh, a dwarf woman uh, who is really good um, at, at at serving food and that sort of thing. And she's also helping out in the kitchen um, as you're just a tiny bit short staffed um, with so many people. You also see um, Emic. The uh, owner of Emix Place, the bar down the street. Oh, that fantastic man! Yeah, uh, you also notice um, Volo uh, and Raynar at the bar, um, as well as Dernan, uh, who's taking some time off from his own place, the Yawning Portal, to uh, have a drink with you. Um, and the last person you sort of recognize here uh, is Thrakis, the butcher. Um, the really gruff, hard-looking butcher who ran um, the butchery at the old um, windmill. The one Silver had a staring contest with. He's a giant dragonborn, right? He's a very large dragonborn, yeah. Very okay. rotund. Yeah. And presumably he has connections with the Zentarum. Correct. Is that a question? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I guess it's... I mean, we would all presume that our characters would, right? You you have presumed that. Yeah, he, something seemed to be delivered to his place and went out in a delivery as well that seemed to be connected. And there to was this arm so. bark there. Yeah, we found that. Yes. I remember you so. did find that as well. Yeah. So can I do an insight check on kind of what he's up to, what kind of energy he's got about him? Does he look yeah. like mm-hmm. he's up to no good or but he basically does he know what happened with the um the stone of galore earlier today? Okay. And is he here on bad business? Sounds good. That's fairly specific, yeah. With the thirteen, you, you can't quite read that. Uh he does seem to 
he does seem to be very uh, furtive in, in his kind of looking around a bit. Um, but also, he, he's sitting alone at a table um, and also just maybe very, very socially awkward. So it's it's difficult to tell exactly how he's feeling. Do I see the Carter that said she was going to be bringing him? Uh, you don't see her, no. Which she could have just dropped him off and then left. Um, but, you know, she also, I think, said that she uh, knew of a bar opening and she was maybe thinking of attending. But you don't see her. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Does, does this seem like the kind of event that Silver will feel out of place in if he keeps his armor on? Not necessarily. No. No, you, you are very proud of your of your sort of paladin status in the town, uh, which everyone seems to know as well. And I was going to say, I feel like yeah. you being sparkly works. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Okay, then, uh, yeah, Silver will uh, post up maybe at this table here. Who's playing the piano? Uh, a random person at the moment. It's Silver's piano, but that's okay. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's just in the corner. Uh, and I'm posting um, up and just kind of yep. looking around and keeping watch on everything, specifically Thrakis and Emic. Okay. Yeah, you can kind of sit at the the table with Emic, uh, and he has a friend. It looks like uh, there as well. Oh, that, that's Emic at that table. I didn't realize. Yeah, right but yeah. Silver oh, Silver's gonna realize that when he sits down, and then decide that. Well, fine. I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> okay. So, and I will say, Lissandra's going around, probably starting with Raynor and Volo, and then any other very important people she sees around, or very rich people she sees. Um, same thing, really. Uh, she's going to be air kissing and saying, yeah. darling, darling, it's so wonderful that you've come. But she is also keeping an eye on um, Thrakis in particular. Not so much Emic, but Thrakis. Great. Is, good. is the only place in the whole fucking bar that's not crowded like behind the bar? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, otherwise it's pretty packed with people. Amelia is looking around in what looks like increasing panic, although it's hard to tell with the Rithe. mask on. Right, perhaps uh, you could help some with the kitchens. I don't, I don't know how to cook. They're dead animals. I mean, I can cook drow food. There's fewer people there. I sort of sidle no. over to Amelia and say, y- yes, you might be more comfortable with where there's less uh, people. Why are we doing this? This is horrible. Money, my dear, money. That's not, that's <laughs> a non sequitur. She's going to turn and wink at Raynar. I don't know what you mean, dear Amelia. I don't understand. I'm going to go, I guess, to the kitchen. Maybe I'll just go to bed. No, I'll go to the kitchen in case you people need me. We'll we'll scream if we're in danger. Thank you, dear Amelia. All right, but also say danger or something, so I don't just think people are screaming. We'll compromise and say scream danger. Okay. <laughs> was your um, homunculus out uh, as you as you entered? Yeah, and yeah, it's just been floating there. around, following me. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, this is a party now. <laughs> at one point, someone kind of stands up very quickly, uh, and then they kind of get poked a little bit by the homunculus and turn around and are like, ah! and then uh, sit back down very sheepishly, and his friends laugh at him. I was going to say squirm from the bar. will be like, settle down, settle down. Oh, shit. The Silver Sea Jalister here? Yeah. So Jalister then just kind of walked in and is sort of now looking around and looking for a place to sit. Uh, does Lysandra see him as well? Yes. Yep. Uh, Lysandra's like, Jalister, Jalister, my dear. Welcome. Welcome. Come have a drink. We'll find you a nice place by that fire. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll sit by Dernan over here. Good old friend. Most certainly. Uh, Lysandra's going to position herself right here to eavesdrop on any pertinent conversations. Ooh, very good. Where's Dernan? Uh, at the bar here. Okay, all right. Silver was, like, about... He was, like, trying to, like, push Emek to, like, give up his seat for Jalister. And then it was awkward <laughs> when Jalister just walked right by and went to the bar. Emek then looks at you and just kind of glares just a little bit. I have a right to be here. Yes. I suppose you do, although don't you think your establishment could be using your attention right now? Oh, we're fine, we're fine. No need. Ah. Uh, you sure you're not here scouting out the place for some nefarious purposes of your own? Nope, entirely that, yes. Wait. Let's <laughs> take, <laughs> take a long drink. Oh, this is a little stronger than I thought. <laughs> Sorry. From the bar, Squirm's just gonna like two finger salute over at Silver. <laughs> All right, Silver thinks that that means he has permission to to kick Emic out, <laughs> bounce him. All right. Yes, yeah, Silver's gonna bounce Emic because Emic just said that he's here for nefarious purposes, right? Yeah. 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 Silver's gonna drag him out. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you do you want to kind of scare him or just physically? Just and how, how loud are you being? Because that will determine Lysandra's no, reaction. I'm being, I'm being subtle, and I'm going to try an intimidation first. Yeah. Okay, yeah, give me an intimidation roll. Before you get super physical. Twelve. Uh, with a twelve, he, he seems a little put off, but he's almost kind of hooks in a little bit, you know, hooks in a little bit more and says, ah, I, I, I can drink where I want. Not when you admit that you're here to do us harm and to undermine our business. Oh, you would do the same. Whether or not that's the case is beside the point. Now I'll tell you one more time. Leave or else. Or else what, you'll make a scene with your melodramatic ways? And he's being, like, very loud, and everyone's watching at this point. All right, now I'm going to drag him out physically. <laughs> All, right. All right, give me a strength check. <laughs> a seven? What the fuck? 
at 18 he, he he like he like you start dragging him out and he like just grabs onto one of the tables and is just like no 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 <laughs> it's just like his grip is really strong it's actually pretty impressive so Lathandra's gonna go over and uh sort of uh, go up to Emic and put a hand on his shoulder uh, let's see where is he at uh, there he is. Okay, and uh, she'll uh, she'll whisper in almost a sibilant tone, perhaps somewhat mystical, and say, "Don't you really think you better go outside b- before you make a fool of yourself and cast suggestion?" All right, all right. Let's uh, see, it's a wisdom save. I think it is. He rolled a three. Freaking finally. Ah, Thank yes. God. Thank God. This he lets go, and ah, perhaps I'll just go outside where I think it's more accommodating. And he, That's a good idea, Emic. Yeah. And he goes over to the door and, and whips it open as uh, Sergeant Cromley uh, is entering the place then as well. That was great, Lissandra. Maybe we should change jobs. You can be the bouncer, and I can be the social influencer. As he's, as <laughs> also as, as Emic's uh, heading out, um, yeah. and like attention was sort of on that portion of it, like of the bar, right? That whole incident. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, while I've while I've been mixing drinks, um, like in between actual orders, I've been preparing the um, rainer drops because he'd wanted a drink named after him. So I've like made awesome. a tray of them. Uh, and Squirm is going to hop up on the bar and like, well, now that everything in here is a little bit more hospitable with some of the less desirables gone, a celebration of our wonderful patron. Yeah. Uh, a round of rain er drops in celebration of the young, young master Never Ember. <laughs> There's some laughing and clapping then for young master Rainer, who stands and gives a bit of a nod and tips his own cup to you. And then, yeah, there's there's literally a tray of them, which I'm going to make sure go to the more important people first. But excellent. But generally, um, I love it. I'll also, uh, make sh- I'll also make sure that if Thrakus doesn't come over to get one, that he gets one. OK, yeah, uh, you can give one. Yeah, Diwali is going to pass out some as well. Um, give me give me a check. Uh, do you have brew? Are you brewers kits? Are you proficient with that? We'll yes, I am proficient with brewer supplies. I, okay, well, it's kind I of don't know what somebody. attribute yeah. they're supposed to go to. Um, I'll let you pick. How do you make drinks? I feel <laughs> like for Squirm, it's a wisdom-based thing, because I feel like he sort of okay. intuits what goes well together. I like it. I like it. Yeah, give me a wisdom check with proficiency with your your kit. 18. Ooh, 18. Very nice. Yeah, with an 18, uh, you've made very exceptional drinks. Um, everyone seems really into it. Uh, it's 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 great, and uh, you've you've brought more attention to to yeah to your business um, with this. People are going to talk about it. And we, uh, I remember we, I had a bit of a conversation with the Brewers Guild. Um, to be fair to that one, I also I tried to make sure that this was a mixed drink using the supplies we had from them. Totally fine. Yeah, totally. So not a violation of our contract. 
Totally good. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Silver with an E? Did uh, Finnegan put him in my room or something? Yes. Pr- yeah. Uh, probably that's where he is. You don't see the badger either. Um, although, um, Squirm, you, you are having actually a little bit of a hard time. Uh, people are drinking faster than you can kind of clean your the drinks. Finnegan is running around. Uh, everyone's having doing their own thing. So the, the glasses are starting to pile up. And then all of a sudden you see one of the cups just sort of lift into the air and then a towel like wipe it off and <laughs> sort of rinse it off. And um, it appears the, the ghost I, is happily ghosty. clean as well. Um, and, and as Finnegan is running around, uh, you s- y- yeah, Squirm alone hears him go, oh, thanks, Gramps. Okay, I I was literally about to ask. I was like, all right, I as Adam have known since the beginning of the game that the ghost is Finnegan's grandfather, but it's never (laughs) been clear to me that, like, does Finnegan know that? (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, Yeah, and uh, Volo is happily drinking. He's he's doing the sort of weird magic trick where he seems to pour the drink into his hat and then drink from the hat. Um, but it very clearly is not a magic trick. He's just drinking from his hat. <laughs> um, Delicious. Uh, you also give a drink to Thrakus, and Thrakus, though he's gruff, definitely takes it in. Then he nods at you very sternly, Squirm, uh, and kind of thanks you for the drink. Um, Rainer and Jalister are talking, uh, talking up a storm, just about kind of the good old days when they were young and um, it seems they know some of the same people, uh, so they're kind of comparing notes. Um, and Lissandra, you see Sergeant Cromley kind of walk in, and as he sees you, he says, uh, "Not here on official business, just, uh, just, uh, you know, bit of a social outing." Of course, dear Mister Cromley, come have a drink. My dear Squirm has mixed some fantastic Rainer drops. Here, have one on the house. Oh dear! Oh, thank you. Quite, quite, quite. Uh, my associate Blastwind uh, sends his regards, though there was some trouble a bit down south that he called to his attention. Oh yes, of course. I know you are very busy. Well, come and relax. Indeed. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So, is there anything, uh, anyone you would kind of want to talk to in particular, or anything you'd like to do this evening um, so, as the night continues to roll by very quickly? I will say, Lysandra's just trying to get snippets of conversation from pertinent people. She's, uh, right. and I will say, for as long as the suggestion lasts, which I think is it an hour, um, she will be concentrating on the suggestion um, that she gave to Emmett to keep him out. Okay, specifically kind of outside in the cold, even. Yes, yes, yeah. So, you know, I mean, she doesn't want him to die of frostbite, but, (laughs) you know, incidentals. All right. All right. Um, Can Silver have been, he's been drinking some uh, Toff's vintages. Beautiful. Presumably. Um, And after one or two of those, I'm trying to decide... um, what Silver wants to do. If he wants to give a toast and get everyone's attention, which seems like a precarious thing to do right now, or <laughs> to just go approach Jalister and try to get another Lord's Alliance mission, but just slightly less precarious. So the um, first one didn't go swimmingly. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Silver is going to give a toast. It's going to get the attention of everybody in the room. All right. Attention, everyone. Attention. Attention. Yeah. The crowd seems to die down. I will say that Lysandra's like almost like squinting at you. Like, don't fuck this up. Squirm is recognizing an opportunity and is motioning at the invisible ghost to clean, clean for all your worth. We have a moment. <laughs> Silver Naran here uh, of the House Naran. We know who you are. Um, <laughs> settle down. I'm glad you do. Just wanted to say welcome one and all to the opening night of the Troll Skull Tavern. We could not be more happy and pleased to have you all here and to be serving you the best drinks you'll find in Waterdeep. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Some of you may have heard that just a few days ago, I took my oath to become a paladin. Is there any... (laughs) I feel like like Squirm has now made direct eye contact with Lysandra with the very familiar what? Lysandra's like she's waiting where this is going but she's got another suggestion ready. (laughs) She sees the the words forming on Squirm's lips long winding (laughs) (laughs) Unbleached. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it has been a f- it's a, it was a few days, right, Andy? Yeah. And nobody. So Silver waits a little bit. He's expecting like it's like some cheers to like, yay, a paladin! But he doesn't get it, and so he'll. <clears throat> anyway, you just know what? Wa- <laughs> indeed, just wanted to say, I could not be more proud more honored to serve as a paladin in this great city. Some of you may know me as a wealthy, spoiled, privileged, naive, irresponsible. So Lysandra is now gesturing at you to hurry this up. She's like, come on. The list is going to take a while. Yeah, after a few more adjectives. <laughs> oh, guess it's a you. struggle from the crowd. Noble brat. And to be fair, that was entirely accurate. But now I am going to be a better person, a more serious person. And Silver's going to get super, like, grave. And he's going to glare at everybody in the room. And I'm going to be doing my damnedest to stop the incessant warfare in the streets. Anyone here who knows anything about it, feel free to tell me what you know. And if anyone here plans to be a part of it or to perpetuate it, you'll have me to answer to. So Lysandra will kind of sidle up by Silver and say, but not tonight, as another round of drinks is free on the house. What? 
Yay! All right. Silver's gonna turn to Lissandra. Lissandra, what are you doing? That's deeply irresponsible. She's like, <sighs> you are killing the mood, and she's gonna mouth sorry to squirm. <laughs> at, at the, at the, what are you doing? That's deeply irresponsible. You feel a slice of lemon hit the back of your head, Silver, and you just see squirm like, no. Not from you. Not right now. <clears throat> At this, uh, Jalister's stood up and held up his his uh, mug high. Hi for one. I'm glad to see it. Bless this establishment and all who dwell within. And there's some murmuring. Aye, 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 aye. So, yeah. Cheers, so- then. Yeah, Jalister, and I, I want to make eye contact with Jalister and hold up my my mug and uh, sort of jo- co-toast the room and get everybody to join in on the toast with me and Jalister. All right. Uh, very good. Give me a persuasion or performance check, Silver, to see how well that all went over. 14 persuasion. 14, Nice. Yeah, it's every, you have a couple of people that just kind of want to get back to drinking, but everyone raises their glass and toasts the room, the establishment, and an end to the war in the streets. They all drink. So sort of trying to capitalize on that, like the fact that that was at least generally accepted. Mm. Squirm will, you know, take a drink for the toast and go, and squirm for one is proud to be serving as your bartender. So come on, belly up, orders. Uh, Amelia, you, you see Finnegan run back into the kitchen and he's leaning against the wall and he's breathing heavily and he's like, Silver just ordered drinks for every single person in the bar. Oh, Jesus. That's right. inaccurate. Silver did not do that. <gasps> yeah, no, that was, that was definitely Lissandra. Finnegan got a wrong. <laughs> okay, you know what? If this, oh man, I Adam am very suspicious of Finnegan now because he said to me like that thing about like oh, Silver. I hope you sleep as well as you can, and now he's like purposefully lying about me to Amelia. I know Silver. You know but, what's going on back there? I know, but oh, that's <laughs> bullshit. Um, during, How are things going out there, Finnegan? Other than uh, that, it's not so bad. Uh, uh, it's not a bad opening night. You got a bunch of people. That's good. It's horrible. Uh, it's a bit horrible, yeah. Have any of them left yet? Uh, no, no, it's just adding more and more. That's awful. I think that Emic guy left, but I don't recall. Oh. Anyway, wh- where were you guys tonight? We could have um, used just a about few more hands. We, we were out longer than we thought we would be. They thought we'd be back in time for the opening. Hey. Oh, well, you all look a bit tired, but I'm glad you're here for help. Oh, except when you just let everyone drink for free. Uh, anyway, I got to get back out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you back. don't mind cutting cutting up those bananas, uh, uh, Squirm will need a few more for some sure. drinking. Sure. Hi. Uh, thanks. That's a weird uh, flying needle, by the way. Okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to start chopping up the bananas, but I look like I don't really understand that you're supposed to peel them first. So, <laughs> so I'm just chopping them up with the peel on. 
I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Andy, during my toast, yes. when I said the part about uh, the war in the streets, I uh, I was yes. looking around the room to see if anybody kind of reacted to that, especially Thrakus. Give me a perception check. Unnatural twenty. Unnatural twenty. It's an unnatural twenty. I love it. <laughs> um, Thrakus did sort of put his head back down. Uh, and, and kind of lowered his glass just a bit uh, at that part. Um, and you saw him wait a minute uh, as everyone was drinking to the cheers. He kind of hesitated and, and just downed his drink and set it down. And he actually looks like he's kind of standing up now and perhaps gathering his things. Okay. Uh, the room has gotten a little bit noisier then again as well as people's conversations have started up again. So Lysandra's kind of going to elbow silver gently um, after the toast goes pretty well and say, you know, you're not so bad, Naran. And she's going to down her drink in one. I'm going to go help squirm. And she's going to... Wait, Lissandra. What? Yes? Was that Seth Cromley who walked in? Yes. Yes, it was. I'm not saying we should do this tonight, but is Thrakus leaving? He's, yeah, on his way. Yeah. Okay. Because as Silver's talking to Lissandra, his eyes are following Thrakus to make sure he's not okay. causing trouble. Okay. Um, eventually, at some point, don't you think we ought to maybe give. Okay. Wh- where's he going? Where's he going? He's going he's to the door. To the door. <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> Freaking out, son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I've been thinking that given the item that we have and the things we're going to be trying to do with said item, we might want to eliminate as many players from the game as possible before we start playing next round. Silver, what's your point? My point is (laughs) maybe Seth Cromley, the sergeant, doesn't have as much information as he potentially could implicating the Temple of Gond in the attack outside of our tavern. Ah, I see. I I feel I feel similarly. However, we owe it to the others to talk to them about this first before we let him know. So I I think that let us do the opening tonight as as we see fit. Lathandra's actually gonna hiccup a little bit. And Silver, you get the notion that mm-hmm. Lathandra's a lightweight. Um <laughs> And Lissandra's going to say, but, but tonight we have all of them to tend to. And I, I feel terrible for dear Squirm. I, I'm going to try and help him with the drinks at the bar. I, perhaps it was bad for profits to say that everybody should have free drinks. Oh, sure. No, but it, it's, it's fine. I, I, I can help make up the cost of those. Lissandra, before you go, can I say one kind comment? about you and your appearance tonight. And if you don't yeah. want to, me to, I won't. Uh, please? Lathandra's kind of one eye is slightly less open than the other. Uh, yes? 
I think you are absolutely lovely when you hiccup. Oh. Uh, All right, that's it. I'm going to go to the challenge. I'm just kind of going to sway and say, you are simply delightful tonight, Silva, and peck you on the cheek and then stride away. Ooh. A slightly wobbly. Silver's going to blush. And Andy, Silver will try, like, he will see if Jalister does happen to have another Lord's Alliance mission for him. Okay. Uh, yeah. If such an And then rises. Squirm, Lysandra will come help you. She's going to try and pour drinks, but she's pouring the equivalent of Everclear into every drink. In, in the middle of the first pour, Squirm is going to like, you're going to see the sort of reptilian eye shift sideways. Stop that. Go help writhe in the kitchen. Uh, okay. Uh, are you all right out here? She'll sort of wobble back towards the kitchen, looking at you. Are you all right wherever you are? Uh, in all three places right now. Y yes. And she'll sort of wobble back to the kitchen. All right. Uh, Lysandra, you... Um, you come across uh, Dwali, the the kind of stout female dwarf. Uh, and as you approach, she looks at you and she goes, wait, 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 watch. And she's pointing at Amelia, who's very cautiously, but, <laughs> but uh, resolute in chopping bananas with the skin on. And she says, <laughs> have you ever seen anything like that? She's uh -huh. chopping them with the skins on. He, yes, yes, we've all been to ritual circumcisions, my dear. And she'll sort of pass by. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. She scurries away. And uh, Lysandra will sort of come up to Amelia and, like, grab a banana and be like, Amelia, let me help you with that. And she's very, obviously, very giddy. And she will start talking to Amelia with no comprehension of if Amelia is incredibly bored or not about how fantastic it is out there. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and Reyna, he looks simply delightful tonight, and she'll pet your homunculus needle. Um, aren't you cute? <laughs> and she'll sort of be hacking the bananas just in completely non-equal parts. Okay. Should you be using a knife right now? Oh, of course, and she'll sort of fling it back and it'll stick in the wall, and then she'll pull it out and start chopping the bananas again. <laughs> you only have, like, right. five bananas. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. Anyways, yes. <laughs> um, Squirm, you sort of watch as Silver approaches Jalister, and then they kind of have a, a, a bit of a hushed conversation. Um, uh, and this, uh, Volo has kind of got your attention, Squirm, and and he, he's kind of tipsy at this point, and he he dips his hat uh, sort of over his eyes, uh, and he says, uh, Squirm, my dear boy, ah, do you have anything uh, a bit stronger for an old gnome? <laughs> it's me. I'm the old gnome. <laughs> it, is, it is a pretty chilly night out. <laughs> Yeah, it's chilly. Very chilly out. Absolutely. Came on quick. Take the yeah. the chill out of the evening for you, then. A warm drink? Aye, aye, aye. You get me. You get me, Squirm. 
So, so Squirm is gonna slap a mug down and then proceed to okay. pour the uh, the equivalent of that Long Island coffee cool. that you yeah. made for yeah. uh, Blast Wind <laughs> and himself. All right, very good. Uh, and as you're Which doing is, that, again, just incredibly strong liquors poured into one glass. Uh, yeah. As you're doing that, you hear Diwali move behind you. Oh, circumcision. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> she rushes out into the you're, crowd again. You're going to see Squirm as he's pouring sort of tilt his head to the side. That'll have been Lysandra. <laughs> uh, and Silver. Uh, so Jalister, um, as you sort of ask him for this um, if there are any more Lords Alliance opportunities. Um, and he nods and he says, I've been looking for a way to kind of um, get you back into things, prove yourself a bit more. Uh, this one's a bit harder. And I, I think certainly you could handle it. No more protecting dung sweepers. That sounds great, although I will say that if the mission were to defend dung sweepers, I would happily do it, because I'm a transformed or at least on my way to being transformed person. For what it's worth. Excellent. Um, so yes, there, there is, um, someone named Harko Swornhold. He's an evil adventurer who was exiled three years ago for attempting to bribe a city magistrate, and he's returned to Waterdeep now illegally. We think the Xanathar Guild is using him to incite violence. He was last seen recruiting Kenku down in the docks ward. Um, if you find him, if you come across him, put him to the sword. Indeed. Indeed. Hmm. Just to be clear, does that mean kill him? Yeah, yes. Kill him. I, I thought so. I just wanted to be absolutely certain. No room okay, for misunderstanding yes. in the Lord's Alliance. I'm uh, sure you understand. Yes, of course. And presumably you will have a sort of missive that I can take with me and put in my inventory so I can look at this, the details of this mission later? Uh, n no, it's basically just that. Harko okay, fine. I'll, I'll, that's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll check with the DM later. That's fine. Okay, oh, okay fine. Unless you unless you want to spell the name for me right now. Do you want to do it? I don't think you're going to have to spell it, but H-A-R-K-O. Sworn hold. Two words. All mushed together. So one word. Yeah, one word, yes. Porco <laughs> <laughs> sworn hold. Seen. Silver's writing this down, I guess. Seen. Recruiting Kenku's yeah, yes. for Xanathar's guild Aye. to incite violence. Yes. He is oh an evil adventurer. Are you going to want another drink while he's finishing this up? Uh, that would be great. Should be put to the sword in quotation marks, open parenthesis, that 
Oh, there's a there's a drink now in front of us. Uh, oh, okay. K I L L L right. Yes, the other L. Just two L's. All right, great. Well, thank you, Jalister. I really appreciate you giving me a second You forgot to close chance. the parentheses. Oh, yep. Yeah. Hold on one second. I I dig through my bag again for whatever I was writing on. Maybe I was writing on my hand. Maybe I was carving this into my into my arm with a knife. I, I feel know. like I, I feel like I handed you a napkin. I feel I feel like you were just pantomiming writing at the start of that with like nothing there and Storm and you, just like side slid a napkin underneath the pen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, and he'll put the closed parenthesis and then look at Jalister and uh, smile proudly and put his hand on Jalister's shoulder like we're equals now. Well, he sort of pats your hand on his shoulder. There, there, boy. Uh, read, read, the, read the room. Read the room. All right, I think I'm going to go check on my cat. And uh, Silver will walk towards the door to go outside. Uh, as as you walk into the door, another person then enters, um, and Silver and Squirm, you recognize them immediately. Um, they are the head of the uh, the vintners and brewers guild in the area, um, named Hammond Craddock, uh, and he sort of wanders in and, oh, Mister Naran, good to see you. Ah. The, your your little friend, the the green one. Oh, he's behind the bar. Yes, yes, and right over there. Start behind. He'll start in that direction. Does Hammond have a? Does uh, Hammond Craddock have a title, or do I call him Hammond, or generally? Because like, I've interacted with him before, right? Yet generally, just Hammond. Squirm will sort of wave. Hi, Hammond. And he'll kind of cozy up next to Volo at the bar, and uh. Looks like you are quite, uh, quite busy this evening. Been keeping us busy, yep. Well, you've surely... Uh, also, done. mind that one's hat. It's probably still relatively full of alcohol. He kind of sniffs it a little and Volo goes... <laughs> and Hammond starts back just a second. Uh, anyway, uh, you've done quite wonders with the place. It's, it's, it's a nice space. It's a lovely atmosphere. Well done, well done. Uh, would you, any chance, be willing to host a, a, a festival um, here and in three weeks' time? So at this, Lathandra's going to come bursting out of the kitchen, saying, I'll need, you to, I'll, I'll need you to speak to our bookings manager, who will be in three, two, one. <laughs> and bang, the door opens. And Lysandra comes out and says, I've done it! I've done it! And she slams down a glass. And she's like, any of you, I, I dare you to try the most magnificent drink. I've just made it. And I want you to note, Andy, this is yes. the D&D equivalent of Four loco. Oh my god. Squirm, Squirm is violently shaking his head at anyone who's that's a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, you slam it down. Uh, Volo's reaching for it. Then 
Yes, Volo, a man of distinguished taste. Try this yes. until you're not invigorated. Squirm is gonna, like, almost start to reach a hand out, look yep. at Volo, think about his history serving drinks to Volo, like, that extends back to the yawning portal. Shrug. Yep. <laughs> uh, Volo takes it in and takes a sip, uh, and then downs the whole thing uh, after the sip. Oh dear, that's quite good, quite good. I'll fix this. Yes, it makes you want to have another three or four and then throw up, yes? And she'll slam another one down in front of him. Ha <laughs> ha, flabbergasted it. Shit about friggin' cameron. Squirm's gonna look at Hammond. So I assume that we as a guild, I, I, I don't know, have like an altar to this guy or something. Because, good lord. To, to Hammond? No. To, to, I'm, I'm pointing to Volo. Oh, I'm sorry. Because yeah. he does not seem to really distinguish. Um, yes, he's uh, quite quite the uh, connoisseur. And at this, uh, Volo's standing on his chair, just bouncing up and down. Uh, ha, 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 Lysandra will be drinking from her own cup of her own concoction, saying, Rackus Nickup indeed. <laughs> so normally Squirm would have referred you to our events manager. However, in the present circumstance. Lysandra will wave hello. Exactly. Uh, perhaps you could leave the details of the event with Squirm and we could contact you when she's not seeing four of you. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Lissandra will, like, lean across the bar and say, I'm fine. Grasna shooty. Indeed. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Squirm's, every time, like, Volo points or they speak, Squirm is aware that they are both spellcasters. On some level, and he's just like, "Oh, this is such a shitty circumstance." At <laughs> uh, that, Hammond sits down next to Dernan and and um, uh, gives you some of the details of of the the festival and uh, imagines putting some tables outside and really having Trollskull Manor host uh, like uh, the sort of surrounding North Ward. Um, for a, a winter's festival. Um, and, and he's describing in all the details that he thinks, and, and uh, certainly the the Vintners Guild will provide a lot of the materials uh, for for the gathering, a lot of the drinks and that sort of thing. Um, but he was mostly just looking for some place to host it. Um, and then uh, you also notice Dernan and Jalister as the night goes on, starts playing a card game uh, and you can't really tell the rules of it. Um, they're both a little tipsy, and at different times, each one seems to be winning a decent amount of money from the other one. Um, it's odd. But the night passes in such a fashion. Um, the crowd starts to simmer down 
uh, as the night goes on and Martum and Finnegan are, are exhausted, but um, them plus Diwali plus you guys kind of helping out, uh, it, it seemed to make the night go quite smoothly. Um, and at this, uh, yeah, people started to kind of trickle out. If at some point there was a lull before everyone had been heading out, I also would have tried to, uh, or I would have seen if uh, Martum wanted to play for people. Oh, that's very nice of you. Uh, oh, I would love it. And he gets uh, his flute out um, and begins to... I don't can't really do a flute very well. I was going to say, he gets his flute out and begins to whistle. Whistle. (laughs) (laughs) He can't quite play with Newton. So really all that's kind of left are people you recognize. um, Dernan and Jalister and Hammond and Volo, who's now asleep on on the edge of the bar. And I don't mean leaning on the bar. I mean, he's gotten up on the bar and fallen asleep. Um, And Cromley is uh, also now kind of taking his leave for the night. Um, saying that everyone's done such a good job with the place. If if I can hear that it's quieted down from in the kitchen, I'll come Certainly. hesitantly out. Yes, definitely. Lysandra will have put her ear to Volo's belly and she'll be saying, so peaceful, the rumblings. And she'll sort of be <laughs> falling asleep as well. Amazing. <laughs> Is Silver with an E Okay. Yes, uh, yeah, he was very excited to see you uh, as he was in the room, and um, you kind of stared out the window at the peaceful night, um, the snow turning kind of reds and greens and blues, uh, depending on the lanterns that it passes, Um, the wind picking up really heavily every once in a while, but then dying down so that the snow gently rests quietly on the ground. It's beautiful. And Silver with an E was actually excited to see me? He was. And this is a silver-colored cat, not a cat made out of silver, right? No, it's, yeah. Its skin is like a a metal. Uh, That's fascinating, and I have... (laughs) It's literally a silver cat. Silver obviously knew that all along, and Uh Adam... Did not he did not think to get that clarification gotcha. until just now. Um, but yeah, Silver than you is all right. He would have made his way back down to be in the tavern for kind of as things are winding down. Okay. Uh, and as things do wind down, uh, Diwali sort of says, um, well, you probably don't need uh, me for the night. I'll probably head home. If that's all right. That, that should everyone. be fine. That should be fine. Do you uh, do you want to take anything uh, back with you? Oh, if, uh, uh, no, actually, no. I'm I'm fine. Uh, I would give the Mister uh, a bit of drink, but well, he <laughs> he gets very loud um, when we're. Anywho, ah, uh, have a good night. <laughs> and then she points at Lysandra. Circumcision. <laughs> oh dear. And Lysandra will sort of stir and say, not me, dear, don't worry. And then fall back asleep on Volo's belly. Squirm is just... (sighs) Lightweights. Did I miss anything important, Squirm? Not especially, Rive. Just circumcisions. She'll sort of fall back onto Volo. 
you, you <laughs> no. Uh, so eventually, Jalister and Hammond and Dernan um, will take their leave as well, unless there's any further business. Silver would, will, will have uh, been playing on the piano. Okay. Which he hasn't done in a long time. But he'll be yeah, playing on the piano. And he... Okay. <laughs> 14 performance check. And I'm and I'm mm-hmm. I'm playing and I'm and I'm singing I'm singing a song. Good um, night, song. Irene. Please make it good night, Irene. <laughs> it is not that. Silver because as he was sitting there, Silver kind of got to thinking about Randall. Um, I mean, it's been a really hectic few days since the attack, and he hasn't had much time to necessarily reflect on the, the loss of, of Randall. Indeed. But uh, now he's been kind of he's been drinking, he's been kind of thinking about that, and so he and he had his like you know of the bell that used to be silent. He's been kind of holding it, and he'll, he'll then he'll turn and he'll set the bell on on the top of the piano, and he'll play. A little song, a little tune that he that he is improvising on the spot, and he'll sing along to it a little bit, um, and it just goes like this: um, "Silver's bell, silver's bell, <laughs> silver's bell, silver's bell." There's no more Randall in the city. <laughs> Oh. Squirm can't decide if that's beautiful or horrifying. Sad. Rainier leans in. It's horrifying. <laughs> and that was that was where Squirm was leaning. Uh, speaking of horrifying, do you, do you think you can get Volo out of here before Squirm has to damage the varnish on the wood oh. to get him out? I've done it many times before. Watch this, uh, Mister Golvamp. And then Volo kind of picks his head up and he says, roll. And Volo just rolls like uh, backwards off of the bar. Um, but Rainer's there to catch him in a blanket uh, and then wraps him up like a like a sack and then throws him over his shoulder. So uh, Lathandra shrieks at this and is like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, Mr. Volo. Oh, OK, never mind. I was having the most terrible dream. Did it involve circumcisions? Funnily <laughs> enough, it did. And just sort of <laughs> lean on the squirm. I'll tell you all about it. Squirm is going to sort of very gently disengage so that he's free to continue like cleaning the bar. I, I feel like you'd lean her against the other wall. <laughs> Actually, I was, I was going to say, I, I kind of feel like I motion Nixa over and lean you against yeah. Nixa. Yeah, so Nick's is sort of flapping furiously <laughs> to keep her up. Yes. Thank thank you. You if a if a fl- winged serpent could roll its eyes, it would be doing so. Squirm is also gonna take basically the equivalent of a shot glass and hold it up towards Nixa. Eh? Uh she'll take a few drinks and sort of nod her head appreciatively. Uh make a constitution saving throw for Nixa. <laughs> Oh God! What is Nix's constitution? Incidentally, I did not mean it not was actually that of a liquor-grown human. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say it's not the. It wasn't liquor that one would normally serve in a shot. I just meant it because it was a smaller glass. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't be high. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, 17 for 17 for Nixa. For Nixa. Uh, totally good. Totally good. Nixa's, Nixa's actually Nixa. a better drinker <laughs> than Lysandra. <laughs> I love it. Um, with Volo over his shoulder, uh, Rainer sort of tur- turns back to the rest of you and I'm very excited about the prospects of uh, of my investment. Thank you all for working so hard. Uh, I see nothing but good days ahead of you. Now, I'm going to get this one home and see if I can't uh, find uh, a friend for the night. <laughs> anyway, good night. Have a good night, Rainer. I'll also gesture behind me to... Uh, Sorry, to Finnegan, that he can uh, head home if he wants to. Uh, yeah, that's probably good. Uh, I'll push him a basket of, like, food for the family. Oh, Mrs. Quitterm, so nice of you. So, I will say, are there anybody other than employees around? Uh, Martin will kind of slink back upstairs um, eventually to his, his room. So... Uh, and then when Finnegan goes, that'll be it. I just want to say, Lathandra, feel free to ask me for a retroactive performance check. However, Lathandra immediately straightens up the moment non-employees leave. Okay. And says, yes, yes, Finnegan, would you like uh, double tonight's pay for so much of your work? And she'll take, actually, she'll take um, the gold pieces from her own store and slide them Mm -hmm. to him. And she's standing completely straight up. Oh, Miss Jade Green. Ah, that's very kind of you. I, I certainly won't say no to it. Uh, so I'm going to say, what's his normal wage? Uh, about a silver a, a day. So I'll give him three silvers and say, you've done fantastic. I, I'm sorry I couldn't be, have been of more help. And she'll sort of slide them. Oh, you were you all brilliant. Uh, I'm just glad it, everything worked out fine. Uh, well... Good night. Have a good evening. And he'll step out into the snow. And she'll look at Scorm and say, fine evening, wasn't it? And she'll sort of brush herself off. Squirm is never allowing you near Volo again. Uh, sorry, yes, I need to wash my ear. Oh my gosh, that man's belly. <laughs> I don't want to know. Squirm is going to uh, lay out uh, a cup in the place that he normally does and pour out a drink for the ghost. And the ghost seems to, uh, yeah, be appreciative. He slides it over to the edge of the bar and y- you feel like you hear like a creaking of someone like heavily sitting down, on, very tired on a, one of the sh- on chairs. I'm going to uh, sort of pour a, a drink, an ale for myself and clink my glass against it up against the one I poured and sort of uh, take a long, slow drink. Well, that's accomplished. Uh, she'll turn to Scorm and say, that was simply fantastic. I'm so sorry I was such a bother. Um, I, uh, I'm i not usually so silly, but my mother once told me that when around alcohol, it's best to appear more stupid than you actually are. And it seemed to have worked. So we're done with this now, right? <laughs> for tonight no. yes Amelia okay forever no Amelia, Amelia just no, for tonight this is no every night for the rest of your life do you understand no. that 
<laughs> Jesus. Jesus. That sounds horrible. You do realize that, like, this is a tavern where people will come to drink and buy our drinks, correct, Amelia? Why? Money! And Lysandra will sort of gesture again to the whole establishment. You keep saying that like it's an answer to things, and I don't think it is. It's an answer to everything. No. Money can facilitate the acquisition of research materials and smooth over ruffled feathers that may result from certain completely ethical medical experiments. And you can dissect any drunks that pass out here and aren't important. I said who aren't important, and she'll bad look at meaningfully at Silver and for okay. bad all drunks. Right. But to be fair, I'm Amelia... I'm you all to that. <laughs> you won't have to do that, because I doubt we're going to be consistently as busy as we were tonight for opening night, and... You can always just stay upstairs in your room, and on busy nights, you don't even have to walk through the tavern to get to the stairs, because as we all know, and have always known since we (laughs) bought this place, the stairs to upstairs are outside and around the building. So at this, Lysandra (laughs) is like, oh my god, I totally forgot, and she's going to run outside looking for Emic, because she's been concentrating on the spell this whole time. I I feel like Squirm blinks. Why is it so important that she forgot the stairs are outside? And, and I will say, uh, suggestion lasts for up to eight hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I looked that up as well. I was thinking, like, oh, oh it's only God. an hour. Like, oh, no. So you're looking around, Lissandra. You don't see anyone in the streets. Um, do I see any lumps in the snow? <laughs> you do see a new snowman, though. Uh, with, a, with a carrot in his nose and a couple pieces of coal and so, a raggedy top hat. So Lysandra's going to go up to the snowman. I'm assuming it's right here. And she it's obvious she has never dealt really with elements like this before. And she's going to kind of try and punch the snow off the snowman. Okay. Uh, the snowman's head sort of turns to you a little bit uh, and then shakes violently and you see Emic uh, underneath um, wiping snow from his, his hair and his, his, his mouth is just blue and he's got a really red nose and yeah, he looks pretty pitiful. Uh, my, my dear, closing is over. Maybe you should go home to somewhere warm and just sort of brush the snow off of him. And also... You shouldn't sit outside of our tavern. You're going to get frostbite. Don't ever do that again. And she'll sort of brush the snow off. She's also no longer concentrating. Sounds good. Uh, he he nods and just like tries to move his legs toward. Like he, he has to basically physically pick up his legs with each hand and, and kind of walk uh, then in the direction of his own place. Is he going to get there? Probably. Okay. Silver followed Lysandra out and, and is watching this. Um, and I, I'm, I apologize in advance for this, but um, if Silver 
motions to Nixa to follow him out? Would Nixa do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll say she would. And Silver's gonna walk up to uh, Enik, Emek as he's yeah. walking. Does mm-hmm. he still look kind of like a snowman? A, a little bit, yeah. He's got very large clumps of snow clumped to him. Yeah. So Silver's gonna motion to... Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I just... Uh, <laughs> the motion to Nixa to, to, to go on to Emek's shoulder... Uh, Nixa would flap okay. onto the shoulder and look back at Silver. And then he's going to look at Lissandra and he's going to kind of put his, his arm, his hands out kind of presentationally to, to Emic and be, and be like, eh, eh, Frost Nixa. Frost yes. Nixa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> Nixa <laughs> visibly crumbles. I apologize for this. I'm so sorry, guys. I just ever since the first session, I've like thought about like Nixa and Nixon, and I was like, oh, if yeah. there's ever the opportunity for Nixa to be like, like, like coming up against like an ice attack oh or gosh. like a frost attack, I'm gonna have to make that fun. And since you mes- uh, mentioned the uh, snowman, this was it. I had to do it. So, so Nixa's oh gonna gosh. crumple, and Lissandra's going to be like. <sighs> You're better than that, Silver. <laughs> motion him up the stairs and then motion to Nixa and say, I need some sleep so that I can rest and be Agnew. And <laughs> then... <laughs> oh my god. Agnew! <laughs> oh my god! What Is a. F- that- oh, this was awful. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> I'm. I was going to say that I, I feel like TJ's deserved inspiration just for the quality of the of the improvisation bit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say That's, she did say uh, that for some reason. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> Definitely deserves it. He's not going to get it. That's not the way inspiration no, works. No. <laughs> I will say, my, my comedy skills aside, that's not how inspiration works. But I love you all. All right. Is there anyone inside the tavern right now besides Squirm and me? Did you guys come back in? Uh, yeah, I mean, we brushed ourselves off from the terrible jokes we told, and <laughs> we're, we're in. What's the plan for tomorrow? I have something I need to do. So, Lissandra will sort of cock her head at you and say, well, we can... I was thinking we could uh, attempt to figure out the stone and see where that leads us. I mean, untold riches, you know, and she'll roll her eyes as if it's nothing. But do you need help with anything, dear Amelia? Is there anything that we can help you with? No. Fair enough. Uh, But before we deal with the whole searching for untold riches thing... And as you say that, Lysandra will cross and lock the door and look outside... Yeah. I was just saying to Lissandra earlier tonight that it might make sense and fulfill my sacred oath to take vengeance on the Temple of Gaunt to remove the Temple of Gaunt players from the whole Stone of Galore game entirely. Not only would that uh, help me to take vengeance on them, but it would also 
make our attempt at finding the Horde of Dragons just a little bit easier, perhaps. Just to clarify, did we ever establish that the Temple of Gond itself was involved, or merely that the Temple of Gond is involved in Automata and an automaton was involved in the attack. The second, second thing. Lefevre will turn around and say, but who else could build the automata? I mean, do you know of any individual entrepreneurs who could master that sort of thing? Squirm knows monasteries that could. Don't automata have autonomy? To a degree. Actually, Andy, do they? To a degree, yes. Okay, point taken. So in that case, I guess what I'll be doing tomorrow is going to ask around at the Temple of Gond about whether they have some automatons that have gone missing. Uh, hold on, hold on. What are we going to do about the stone? You all... Safe in my body bag. But the thing is... So, okay, before I go on... Moist. Mm. Schluppy. Uh, so... Uh, Andy, do we get a general yes. sense of the stone? Like, I'm assuming that, do we know that we can, like, say, attune to it? Uh, yes. You, Lysandra specifically, you, uh, it's an artifact of some renown. Um, you would know it, some of the properties it has. It, it, it certainly can, um, it needs attunement to work. Uh, and you do know that w- with, Artifacts of this power come several boons, but also some trials as well. Um, so whoever attunes to it will probably get some good stuff, but also be, you know, ha- have something a bit a bit more difficult to deal with. So Lysandra will sort of turn to all of the group and say something akin to this, and she'll say, listen, I, I know that it's important to figure out who committed the atrocity outside of our tavern, but at the same time, untold riches, and she'll look at Silver and Squirm, and then Amelia, and look back at Squirm, um, and then she'll say, so, I mean, wouldn't it make sense for one of us to try and glean from the stone the knowledge that we can? I feel like at this point, nothing else could even come close to the reward that this stone would give. Are you saying untold riches are more important than Silver's dead stepfather? So, Lafondra will start to say yes, and then look at Silver. (laughs) (laughs) And at Silver's face, uh, which I'm assuming is completely in earnest, uh, at the mention of Randall, Uh, can I assume that? Sure. Uh, No. I mean, I think it's entirely possible that we can pursue all of these goals at once. There are four of us, and frankly, Lissandra does have a point. Not about the, yes, untold riches are valuable, but... Untold! And she'll look really, really... (laughs) Squirm is almost going to slap the bar with... uh, his uh, hand, by any means necessary. Uh, oh, ah, uh, flashback. Yes. Oh, man. 
that was emotionally taxing. Um, <laughs> all right. But the longer we have the Stone of Galore in our possession without using it to get to the Horde of Dragons, the more vulnerable we become. Who knows what parties out there saw us go to the windmill and then go to Cuttle's Cakes or whatever it was, and then saw us running across the roofs. Plus, that Zentarum girl got away from us at the theater. So there are. So there's. It's entirely possible that there are people out there who know that we have the stone and will come looking for it. Potentially, right at this moment, they could be standing outside that door right now. Lysandra, open the door to check. Uh, do it kind of dramatically right now. Right, they could be outside the door right now. I'm going to point at it, Lysandra. Are you opening the door? Uh, Lysandra's going to look out the window. Um, That's a window, not a door. I always forget. You see Diwali, like, <laughs> standing right outside there. Uh, and she's like, I'm sorry, I forgot something. Open uh, the door to let Diwali in, Lysandra, which the so, door's open there, and that's a window that you're at, because I can't read maps. <laughs> so, um, Lysandra also is going to... Insight check Dwali through the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 19 insight. Is she just getting what she wants? Like, uh, I, I guess so. she, yeah, she's just... getting what she left here is a better question. Uh, it appears so. She she looks cold and she looks like she just got back. Uh, she's been. Yeah, she. Yeah. With a 19. Yeah. Okay. All right, so she steps in and runs to the kitchen and picks up. Yeah, yes, um, yes. You hear like the jingle of keys or something, and then rushes back out. Ah, oh, good night, everyone. Sorry about that. And uh, as she leaves, Lathandra's going to grab her hand and say, Dwali, wait. Ah. One, one more insight <laughs> yes. check uh, for Lathandra. Okay. A 16. Uh, do I see anything in her eyes that would suggest that she is uh, being anything other than Diwali and trying to um, lie to us? Uh, nope. Okay. No, she, uh, she sort of so picks up these Lysandra's, keys and holds it up to you. Sorry, just the keys. Lysandra's going to slap another two silver in her palm and say... We gave Finnegan extra wages. I just don't feel right about not paying you the same. You've been fantastic this evening. Thank you, Dwali. I'll see you in the morrow. Oh, dear. Ah, thank you so much. That's so kind. And she'll step out into the snow. That was all my fault for doing the whole bit about pointing to the, the door slash window. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Andy's, Andy yes-handed me. And then <laughs> Lissandra was like so distressful. <laughs> I, I will say Lysandra will dock it from your pay but okay <laughs> but so yeah I mean Silver uh, was making a legitimate point that um, so so yeah so 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 as I was saying Amelia you can do your weird thing whatever you're going to do tomorrow presumably Square might be helping you I could go ask around the Temple of Gond, and Lysandra could spend some time in a safe space, not here at the tavern, perhaps, 
investigating the Stone of Galore. Is there a place, Lissandra, that you could go to do that that would be safer, less on people's radar than the Trollskull Tavern? There's certainly my house. However, I am... And she's actually looking very uncomfortable. I am not sure I want to let the stone out of any of our possession, nor do I want to tell anyone about it except for us. I mean, I defer to Swear all of seconds you. That. And she hardly seconds that. And she'll look at, she'll sort of gesture to all of you and say, I mean, this is kind of the key to the city, and we are the city's keepers. And she kind of gets a glazed look, not unlike a lot of fervent believers in deities. And she'll say, it's kind of our duty to make sure the city keeps running, is it not? I know. I, I, not necessarily <laughs> if you don't want to. And love Amelia. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but the, the Thunder will sort of say, but, and she'll sort of walk over to Amelia and say, but don't you want the best for the city? And she'll put her hand on what I'm assuming is Amelia's very limp hand, who's just standing at her side, or who's sort of at her side. Don't you want what's the best? And she'll look at you, but not really look at you because she's got an idea in her head. No. I agree. Wait, what? No? <laughs> yes, I said no. I don't care. Let's go give the stone over to the city guards. This sounds dangerous no. for us to have. No, 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 no. Yes, it's dangerous, but think of the reward, Amelia. I mean, think of how much, how many bodies you could buy with all this gold. I mean, all the cemeteries. I don't buy oh, my bodies. Oh, you make that them. Is think, true. Of, think of how many people you could kill with this gold. <laughs> what? I, I'm confused. What do you want, Amelia? <laughs> well, right, right now, Squirm would be willing to bet even money on you to stop talking. I want us to yes. not be targets. Silver just made a very compelling argument. None of us were in disguise. None of us were really trying to sneak. I'm uh, pretty fucking noticeable. Some of us were in disguise. Lysandra will put up her finger and look at all of you. Oh, but yes. I mean, technically, no. technically, I was as much in disguise as I ever am because I had my hood pulled over. But And I will say Lysandra had invisibility up the entire time. So... Uh, uh, yes, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to you all. Yes. Do you? Uh, actually, uh, Lissandra will look at you and she looks pained when she says this, but you get the sense she means it. No, you're a decent person, Amelia. Okay. Um, I just want to clarify that I wasn't suggesting that we tell anybody that we have the stone of law, that would be patently absurd. All I'm suggesting, and Amelia, I'm not saying we should take it to the city guard. Yes, we put ourselves in a precarious position, but we're all in this together now, Amelia, and I don't want you backing out on us. All I'm saying is we should take precautions tomorrow about sneaking Lysandra to an undisclosed secret location so that nobody, absolutely nobody, can follow and that you have complete privacy 
when you were working with the Stone of Galore. And Lysandra will sort of pipe up, excuse me, the last time somebody said they were sneaking me to an undisclosed location that was old mysterious, was in college, and it was for a hazing ritual, it was terrible. So, (laughs) can you describe this hazing ritual in just a bit more detail, because I know you're capable of it. Uh, The thing is, I was not 40 years old when I was being paddled, so it won't be of any interest to you. (laughs) (laughs) Storm at this point is going to wrap very sharply his scabbard against the flagstone. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Squirm. The points are valid. The stone is a hazard to us, yes. However, there are items within it that Squirm requires. You don't know that the sword is there. I have spent four years crawling through this city looking for it. Would we know how old kobolds live to? Uh, Four and a half. <laughs> uh, you would know that rarely, rarely very long, given the nature of kobold existence, you would also know that they can live quite long as a species. And this is both as editor and as player. Was that an intentional usage of the pronoun I for squirm? Yes. Well, so was that, and that was maybe the first intentional usage of the pronoun I that we've heard. Yes, that is the first time. Yeah, that, that makes is the sense. first time. Lysandra or um, Silver would have heard Squirm ever refer to himself as I. Yeah, and so there have been some instances where you slipped up, and I wasn't able yes. to fix it. So this is this is officially yeah. on record as the others were just mistakes, and there were only like yeah. maybe. One or two of them, I think. But this one, I just wanted to highlight as like Silver yeah. would have like no. turned and, and widened his eyes at, at the intensity with which Squirm just spoke. And the fact that he used the word I instead of Squirm it was a good moment. The other points are that we need to remain as secure as possible. I think we should take the stone, make it. Use what use of it we can. Check. Check the treasure. See if what I require is there. After that, we can skim a bit from the top. It won't take much to be everything we need for the rest of our lives. And then I say we do turn it over. Make ourselves heroes because we're not going to survive long enough to be able to use all the treasure that's in there. Lysandra will sort of turn to Squirm and very intently look him in the eyes and say, perhaps a bit more than the top, just to make sure the city is well run. And she'll sort of look at the others furtively, but then she'll say to Squirm, Squirm, you take whatever you need from the vault. You have my word. Can we have the word that if he finds his sword at least? And she'll look at both of them and say, well... Yes, of course. Amelia? I don't care if he has a sword or not. I mean, I do because I want him to find his sword. But I still think this is all a terrible idea. Oh, yes, it's a terrible idea, dear Amelia. But at the same time, 
what would you have us do? We have I've the- literally said already. Give the stone <laughs> to the city guards. But what what would happen? Th- they would run the city into the ground. I mean, how do we know the city guard can run the city as well as we can? I know that that's not Why are you assuming the city guards would run the city? And also, I don't want to run the city, Lysandra. Have I ever indicated to you or anyone else that I am in any way interested in running a city? Nope. And Lysandra will sort of look at you like she's never understood you before and sort of say, no, no, you've been quite honest about that. This is true. That being said... I don't think this should be put into the hands of just anyone. Uh, Amelia, you're not a bad person, and she'll look at your body bag slightly, and then she'll look at you again. This amount of money could cause a lot of good or a lot of hardship. What do you want? I want to be safe. And right now, the thing threatening my safety is this money. I see. (sighs) Amelia, I will say that this stone will have more information about what's inside of it once we attune to it and just sort of have a glint in her eye. You seem to be more preoccupied with knowledge than anything else. Specific knowledge. Uh, how does one gain specific knowledge from general knowledge? No, mm. from experiments. Uh, yes, but would you know how to experiment without general knowledge? Um, probably. Really? Lysandra <laughs> <laughs> will look sort of skeptically at you. I say one of us attuned to this stone. Uh, She'll sort of indicate herself for you. I do not care which. I would like to know more so the nature of this. Does the stone know the things I care about? We won't know until we ask it, now will we? And she'll sort of flick her fingers in the air dramatically and then realize that she's talking to you and sort of lower her hand. Uh, Yes, we won't know, will we? Until we try to ask it, see what its knowledge contains, and she'll sort of gesture at your bag. Now, would you like to try, or shall I? I'm not sure this is a good idea. Since when was that ever relevant to our (laughs) decision-making? It's always relevant to my decision-making. Tell you what. And Lysandra's kind of going to sort of have Nyxa flap over to her. Um, You may kill me if the stone takes me over. Um, Let me first try and do what I can to protect myself, unless you want to attune to the stone. (laughs) Was was the... I just want to... I'm just asking for, for... So... Was the possibility of Lysandra being taken over by the stone a danger that Amelia was aware of? 
Oh no! No, no Lysandra is that is Lysandra's Lysandra's argument also so much worse. The thing is, Lysandra is also you can tell, like she's trying to feel out what you guys are trying to say here. She's going to say, "I'm not sure what what you're afraid of, but." I don't know how to be more clear, although I'm also now afraid of the stone taking you over. But I don't think that's going to happen. We've uh, examined the stone, by the way, right? Uh, we have the, the physical, to? the physical properties of it. You've all seen it, yeah. Well, has Lysandra me... done an Arcana check, and also she'll let Amelia do an Arcana check. Yeah, yeah, you've done an Arcana check to to basically tell what it is and. Um, it's basic uh, sort of properties, Lysandra. Do we think that the stone will take Lysandra over? No, you don't think so. No. Uh, does Amelia think that? Amelia? Like Andy, I guess, Andy and Amelia? Uh, you the thought had it crossed his mind, had it? But yeah, that, that seems rare. <laughs> okay, so Lysandra was, was going to say, oh, like, worse... I should I should have yeah, said unlikely. like before I should have prefaced that with you know on the very rare occasion that the stone might take one of us over you're allowed to kill me but Lathandra doesn't think that that's going to be the case I will also say Lathandra's told all of you all the information she knows about the stone and it would seem that she doesn't think that that's the case so Two things, Lysandra. I don't need permission to kill you. And I don't really give a shit about the stone taking you over. I don't think that's a possibility. I don't know how to say this more clearly. I'm not scared of the stone. I don't want the people who are after it coming after us. They already blew up... Silver's stepfather. So Lysandra will look directly into Amelia's eyes and say, you're always so kind, Amelia. Yes. If I attune to the stone, and whatever happens, I don't know, something terrible happens to me, get rid of me and the stone. That way you're not in danger anymore, and she'll raise her eyebrow at you, Amelia. That sound all right? That way you're not in any danger? That is not addressing my primary concern, and I feel like you are not understanding my primary concern. Then give it to the Zentarum? I'm not sure what you want to do with the stone. I have said twice now that I want to give it to the city guards. So once I'm dead, give it to the city guard. I'm not sure what's the problem. Give it to who you want. Give it to your grandmother. Okay, all right, how about this? Amelia, give me the stone right now, because we clearly are not in agreement about what to do with it. You are afraid of being a target for having it in your possession. So how about this? You no longer have to have anything to do with it. Lysandra and Squirm and I will handle that, and you can handle yourself, all right? We can still be business partners. We're all part owners of the Troll Skull Tavern. But clearly, we are in disagreement about what to prioritize about next steps. This does not have to have anything to do with the business. We'll take the stone. I live here, and so do the three of you. 
That's what I'm, I'm, well, okay. So if we can get the stone away from here, that's part of the point I was making earlier is the more we can make Trollskull Tavern not a target, not a focus of people's attention, the better. So maybe we could focus on that rather than the particulars. Would that help? I don't even know. Squirm, Squirm is going to is going to sort of stop and is just going to be looking at Amelia. You and I both know that moving the stone away from here ostentatiously giving it to someone, etc. doesn't change the likelihood that we're targeted. Not by that much. What could reduce the danger is using the stone, finding the treasure hoard, not for the money. I don't care about the money and using it to find items that will help make us safe information magics who the hell knows what never ember stored there and doing that quickly that is the thing that will make us safest also by no means hand the stone to sparkles <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Lysandra will sort of nod and say you're very noble my dear friend but uh, long winding sun bleached you silver you basically gave a toast about how you wanted to kill everyone who was causing conflict in the city of Waterdeep at an opening where you where you (laughs) knew that there was a Zentarum affiliate in the room he did that tonight? Yeah. Are you trying yes. to get us killed, Silver? <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to get the, 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 the dangerous elements to come out of the shadows. Was that, that not a Why? that? You do realize that when the more dangerous elements of society come out of the shadows, it's often because they've used a fireball to remove the shadows. Yeah, no, well, right. You know what? Now that I think back to my toast, <laughs> I will say that perhaps it wasn't the most prudent decision that I could have made at that moment, but it was pretty well received by the people here. On a scale of 1 to 20, I'd say it was about a 14. <laughs> I recall oh, why on earth would any sane individual use a scale of one to 20? Right. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Lissandra will sort of look to the back wall. Did you feel that that fourth wall rumble? Um, at any rate, um, <laughs> You know what? I, you know, now that I've thought about it for a moment, fuck all you guys. I'm here for an oath of vengeance, so I don't give a shit about the safety of Troll Skull Tavern. I want them to come and get us so that I can kill them right back. How about that? Lysandra's going to snap at you, Silver. Silver, you're still better than this. You're better than sheer temper. Calm down, please. Yeah, well, Amelia's the one who's being a total thorn in our side. 
Are you going to fight a fireball? Uh, Nobody's going to cast a fireball in my beloved tavern. And she'll sort of put her hand on Amelia's shoulder. Listen, we're all in this together. Let's try and figure out a way to do this together. And she'll look at the group. Please. That that was a very plaintive please, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 literally like every, everyone looks to Amelia. <laughs> I mean, I was sitting here like looking down with this like frown on my face, like I was acting out <laughs> Silver's reaction to that. <laughs> like, like it was a it was a great moment, but yeah, like I think none of us respond right away because it's like. Well, shit, what the fuck are we going to do? Uh, and, and the thing is, Lysandra will, will, will say to all of you, listen, all of us have been through quite a lot for this. Let's at least try and figure out a mutually beneficial solution for everybody. That's the logical thing, right, Amelia? And she'll look at Amelia. And the best thing for you, Silver. And Squirm, I want you to have what you need as much as anyone else. And she'll look at Squirm. Listen, we need to do this in the right way. We are, in a way, stewards of the city, but even if you do not care about that, we're stewards of the rest of our own fates right now. This stone can change everything. Why do you keep saying we're stewards of the city? It's just what's important to me, you know, backstory and all. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, I I know you do not care about the city, Amelia, but do you not care about where you are going and what you are doing? Uh, Money can make that so much easier. But even if it's not money, it's knowledge. Who knows what's unlocked by the stone? Who knows what untold secrets are held in this vault? Reyna, if he is correct, is not just speaking of physical riches. He's speaking of great knowledge. He's speaking of great untold mysteries. This city is older than any of us, and these these things that are locked away are older than the city. Do you not want to know about them? And she'll look at you, and she's very earnest when she says this, Amelia. As if Amelia gives a shit. Lysandra, <laughs> I feel like you're not understanding. No, obviously I'm not. <laughs> my goals. I care about where I'm going. I need to figure out how to make people immortal. It's very important. What but, makes you think that somebody who had but, these riches wouldn't know how to do that? But I can't figure out how to make people immortal if I'm dead. That's true. So we kill the people who want to kill us first. And now she looks completely deranged. Um, So we kill the people who want to kill us first. And then we take the gold. I'm not sure what we're missing here. Um, why would I want the gold? All the secrets, all the knowledge, they're all the same. And you can tell that she was just fronting. She really just cares about the gold, Amelia. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Squirm that they're probably going to come after us anyways, especially given Silver's declaration of war tonight. (laughs) So we can try to get ahead of the game and use the stone 
but we have to do it safely. And quickly, yes? Probably. That was my original point. Just saying. Your original point was that you declared war on the gangs warring in the city, <laughs> so now we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you know what, Amelia? We are no more fucked than we were already. My original point was that we need to take care of the stone quickly and secretly and safely. I'm going to do an inside check on Lysandra because, mm -hmm. like... Because she, she's coming the, fucking unhinged. The num Yeah, the, the, the deranged <laughs> fact and the fact that... And Amelia has kept on saying that, like, you are not understanding me. And Silver knows that Lysandra is, is intelligent enough. So, like, I, something is feels off, and I'm going to do an inside check on Lysandra. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Because Lysandra is like halfway to like the Pepe Sylvia meme. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, yes. And the thing is, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah, 11 with, insight. An 11 insight. What would, you, what would you like me to roll, Andy? Um, I, I don't feel like you're trying to deceive anything. I, 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 I think that Silver is probably having a hard time understanding why Lysandra seems a bit more raw and unpolished about this than normal. But I, th I think probably that's about all. Okay, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. Is what I would guess. That's fine. So feel free to ask, though. I mean, Lysandra's busy being Lysandra. So. Well, well, no, I mean, Silver sensed a sl uh, like a little budge in Amelia's... Um, attitude from the last thing she said. So Silver will just look mm -hmm. at yeah. Amelia and say, so now that we're all in agreement that something has to be done, my toast notwithstanding, are you going to help us or not? Yes. Great. Okay. I'm going to bed. Good night. Silver is heading out the door. <laughs> Oh, unless we have uh, the window. Good night. I was also going to say, like, Lysandra sounded like she kind of wanted to attune to it now. And it's probably only going to take yeah. 10 minutes or so if, if you want to do it yeah, quickly. So, <laughs> but do what you want. Like the f yeah, so it runs into the window and then... Um, how many soft vintages did you drink? Silver, Silver, remember the game we played when we first met? Window, window, door. <laughs> what? Oh, when, did, when and where did we play that, TJ? Uh, in your parlor with your mother when she was determining if I was the right person for you. It's brilliant. Oh my gosh. Don't ever question TJ. <laughs> that's amazing. No, I no, I wasn't I just wanted to know because that's, that's perfect. So funny. I, I, I was going to say because come on, it's silver. Like window window door. Like I'm going to go away now. Bump. Silver. Silver honey. God okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Um so Lissandra will let's sort of look around. <sighs> Uh, listen, I will. I will try to glean the secrets from this this thing. Do are you in? Can I trust all of you? And she'll look at Silver as he's bumping into the window. Silver, you're you're too good to not trust. 
this comeback. Amelia, give Lysandra the stone so that she can attune to it. And Lysandra will have her hand out, but she's not trying to take the stone from you, Amelia. She's just kind of earnestly like, will you give me the stone? So do with, do with that what you will. Amelia's going to kind of look at Squirm questioningly. Squirm's vote is that we use the stone. But Squirm's vote also has a condition. Lysandra will look to Squirm. Yes? Writhe decides who attunes to the stone. She'll look at Amelia. Amelia? Yes? I, I trust you. And she'll lower her hand. Fine. If you wish the knowledge from it yourself, Squirm is fine with you taking it. My promise still stands. I will protect you as best I am able. If the dangers of using that thing, if you feel they are too much, Squirm can attune to it. I could attune to it too. Silver says as he's rubbing his head from what he wrote. <laughs> squirm, squirm, squirm genuinely wishes that you would forget that we had it so that you don't throw, have another toast about the Stone of Galore. <laughs> <laughs> to the Stone of Galore, everybody. <laughs> oh God, why did Squirm even vaguely suggest that? No, no, no. Mistakes. Um, the thing is, uh, Lysandra will sort of look at Silver and sort of shake her head like, now it's not the moment, Silver. Amelia, they all look at you. Do I feel like Lysandra's been acting weird or being genuine with us? Can I roll an insight check? Sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's not better. I rolled a six. A six. Um, I'm a, li- a little weird. Um, it's hard to say if this is genuine and everything else has been a little bit of a mask or if what you're seeing now is a little bit more genuine. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Lysandra also was acting to be fair. You probably saw through most of it, but Lysandra was kind of acting weird to begin with for this night. You don't know if like we've had a really shitty day and she really <laughs> wanted this to come off like a great opening or, and she's like, just tired. That's kind of how I would, I would phrase it is like, we're all exhausted and Lysandra's kind of crazy from exhaustion, but at the same time we all are. So we're all kind of on the same level. Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, I know how unhelpful that description was. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was a six. About as helpful as a six gets. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody write me an essay. Three to five pages, double-spaced, saying why you should be the one to attune to the stone. Are you completely serious about this? (laughs) No. Okay, (laughs) Silver Silver pulls several napkins over to himself. (laughs) Yes, he starts writing and and he's speaking out loud as he writes. 
Why? <laughs> Lissandra would literally hand you in an essay an hour and a half later saying, I'm sorry about any spelling errors. I just want to get it into you as quickly as possible. I was going to say, Squirm is also going to sigh. He, he was used to hearing that at the monastery. So he's like, oh. Oh. Squirm fucking hates <laughs> Seems sort of rummaging through his pack for writing supplies. Lissandra would hand him a freshly sharpened pencil. Oh my gosh, I have like 18 of these. Here you go. I, I carry them at all times. That seems like an impaling hazard. Uh, it is, but I feel like nobody can, you know, actually uh, tell of the fantastic wonders of a freshly sharpened number two pencil until chew on one and then give it to you. Ah, the taste. Okay, squirm. Uh, Lissandra. At any rate, at any rate, that never happened. As what actually happened? <laughs> yeah, like in the Silver's interest about, of brevity. Yeah, Silver was about Amelia to say, I think Amelia has, was just joking. Has thought this over. And. How strongly does Amelia think that the, that the stone might know the secrets to immortality? Um, I, I mean, who would know that? You, you have no idea. I mean, the thing is, you and I probably would have observed it or from an arcana standpoint. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is, like, Andy, if we had rolled proficiently yeah. in our arcanas, like, I guess, would Lathandra have any special insight? Uh, not in particular to you know, it has something to do with secrets and keeping secrets. But you said it was those very secrets old. are. Yes, and it is very right? old. And and what those secrets are, okay. you're just not exactly sure. I believe you also said that it was a creature that had been almost made into this. Right. After, yeah, after the stream last time, uh, I described it a little bit. And, and you, you did kind of um, get the sense that it, it might be a creature that was... So it in itself... Or, or, has it, some semblance yeah. of immortality. Right. Some sort of essence is in this thing. And Amelia would know that, not just Lena. Uh, Amelia, mostly Lissandra, but Lissandra probably shared that with you on the walk back. I guess I'll attune to it. Amelia, you have all of my support. Anything I can do. Okay. Okay, Amelia, you uh, made the decision and you have the stone um, in the satchel in your hand. What would you like to do? Attune to it. All right. Um, do, do you kind of step up to the bar and place the satchel on the top and remove this elongated uh, green sort of stone with what looks to be three eye carvings on it? Also, Andy, I will yeah. say... Anything I can do as a magic user to help Amelia, I will do. Okay. I'm keeping watch at the window. Give I was going to say, I would make sure the curtains were drawn. And Okay. Yeah. Yep. And Silver, give me a perception check. Uh, 15. With the 15, you, the night seems still. Um, you don't see... The, the the falling snow has covered up pretty much any tracks that have been outside now at this point. So, um, 
yeah, you don't you don't see anything out there. Uh, all the curtains are shut. And Amelia, as as you sort of reach out your will in, in, to this thing, it becomes very clear to you very quickly that this is not simply an item, but a a mental presence, even. And your eyes shut. And there's a slow sort of blue light that emanates from your fingers as they surround the stone. And your mind begins to kind of negotiate almost with this creature. And then Lysandra and Squirm are standing next to you and they're watching the, the blue light in the stone. And about after 10 minutes or so, Amelia, you open your eyes again. But so does the stone. All three of them open up to brown irises and black pupils. And let's take a break there. Let's go to the bathroom. Take a drink. Take a moment. And we'll come back in just a little bit. What do you say? Sounds good. Yes, sounds good to me. All right, everybody, we will be back in just a few minutes. This has been Waterdeep Dragon Heist on Helpful Goat Presents, a games and gaming podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main podcast feed, Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. You can also learn more about our shared gaming projects at our website, helpfulgoat.com. Follow us on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook at Helpful Goat, and find us on YouTube by searching Helpful Goat Gaming. And if you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.